Let it go. Let it go. Let it go and flow. You don't even know the words, do you? No, I don't. A modern podcast where Chris and Mike talk about TV, movies, superheroes, and everything in between. It's time for Superhero Slate. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Superhero Slate, the show where we run down the latest superhero entertainment news. We love TV, movies, and superheroes, so let's talk it all out. My name is Chris Dillard. And my name is Mike Royer. And this week, Marvel gives us some movie descriptions. Woo! The Justice League is on cleanup control. Mm-hmm. Rogue One gets a little revealing. Mm-hmm. And more. Yeah. Ooh, so like you, like you, like you were telling me a little bit earlier, uh, you were not expecting a lot of the news that came out this week. Yes, uh, this is a lot of news. Kind of a lot of it, like, kind of started on Monday and, and was big, and then like filtered through. And let me tell you, I'm I'm really excited. This is one of those weeks where I am super excited about this week's news. And uh, you're just getting back into town. Yeah, from me, cross country flying. Yeah, me and the wife were traveling. Uh, we went to uh, my brother-in-law's wedding. Congratulations, congratulations, Ross! If you have any mm, sort yes. of uh, a free time to uh, to listen to this, uh, but yeah, it it was a very busy weekend. We were kind of unsure how this podcast, this episode was going to go. I was like, you know, Chris, if you need to, you can get a guest host. I'm not going to be back until late. I don't want to keep you up super late. But you're just like, no, this train is going full force. We'll wait. Till you get back so we're recording a little later uh east yes. coast time but you know it's all it's all good for me so it's usually the 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 weight usually is bearing on your shoulders when it comes to the, the <laughs> to the time schedule that's okay i got really productive today in my recording room um all my pop vinyls are no longer in cardboard boxes they're <laughs> on a shelf Oh um, man, they're not mint in box anymore. No, no, they're in box. Trust me, they're in the boxes. Uh, <laughs> like they're stacked. So like, oh, this you're is a saying Tetris. you took the boxes of them out of the larger box? Yes, yes, uh, and, that, okay. and I can see them now. So like, they're on display, kind of ish. At least they're stacked three deep in some situations. So um, <laughs> pretty interesting. Got all my comics put up since Motor City Comic Con. About two months worth of comics filed mm. and stored away. It's been it's been a very very productive weekend uh, with you being gone and, and not talking to me every, every <laughs> second so um but on top of that since you weren't around i kind of went a little crazy and bought uh, almost 300 dollars worth of fireworks <laughs> so um, so i'm guessing that is for the holiday coming up no i already, I already spent them like I already, <laughs> no i'm kidding <laughs> uh yeah so it's at the holiday so i mean i went into this fireworks place expecting to buy you know bottle rockets you know some little snapper things uh, you know, little tanks you put on the ground and, and blow up. And <laughs> the guy ended up just talking to me and like, you know, wanting to be my best friend for some reason. Like he just liked me. So he gave me all these really good deals. Um, um, Chris, do you think the strippers <laughs> like you too, man? He just wanted you to buy the fireworks. <laughs> well, maybe, but I mean, he, he, apparently he bought a bunch of fireworks from another guy who like went out of business and he was just trying to get rid of them. So he just kept giving me all these other ones for like discounts and stuff. <laughs> uh, and they had little scratch cards. You get like 10% or 20 or 50% off. So it, it was pretty cool. Oh, Either man. way, this is probably the most fireworks I've ever purchased um, as an adult. And I think this is how I'm going to celebrate my last weekend as a uh, non-married man and um, the last 4th of July before I turn 30. Please do not blow your hands off. No, I'm just, please, we're going to, we need those digits to type on the keyboard. 
So I, yeah. I, I, we can't podcast on nubs, okay? Well, uh, thankfully we live in a world where um, I can talk into a computer and it'll type for me. So that's <laughs> great. But I agree. I don't want to lose my hands. Uh, I, I, I work with them. But my, my fiance's sister is a nurse, so we'll have her on site. There we uh, go, please. For wounds. My favorite thing is, and this is this is really the whole point of this conversation, is they now sell sparklers in the shape of swords. <laughs> and you light them and you have flaming swords that you oh can fight with. Oh my god. That is an awful idea. That is it's such an a bad awesome, idea. They're just sparklers. They're not blowing <laughs> up. As long as I don't grab the handle, I think we'll be okay. Yeah, sure. So, okay. Whatever. Either way, I have a lot of fireworks downstairs. <laughs> one of them is actually called Captain America, and it's a Captain America one. And uh, one of them, another one shoots little military dudes out of these things with parachutes, and they parachute down <laughs> after the fireworks goes off. So you I'm know sorry, that, I'm really excited. You I'm know really excited. that is not Marvel licensed. They just totally ripped that yeah. off. Well, as you said, the, the evidence will be burned up afterwards. Exactly. So they will never know. <laughs> Either way, I think it's time to get into this news, since that's gonna, we're talking about Marvel as we jump in here. Do you have anything else you want to add? No, the, the news is going to be pretty great this week, because since I've been gone for the last five days, basically, I have no, I have no real idea what's coming up. So I'm going to be experiencing this very similar to how uh, the listeners will be getting this. So let's let's do it. Good. Give us some reactions, Mike. I want some new reactionary <laughs> Ooh, <shots>. ah, yeah. <laughs> Okay, great. <laughs> First up, Marvel Studios as a whole. There's a rumor started this week that Fox Studios and Marvel Studios are in early talks for a studio crossover. Ooh. Ooh. How does that make yeah. me feel? That makes me feel good. That's all I can yeah. say. Yes. How does that make so, you feel? I'm really excited because it really opens the door to a lot of things. And like I've always believed, one studio, Marvel, cannot handle all these properties. Mm-hmm. Like. Like, we only get three movies a year, right, and TV shows, and eventually they're just going to be like, we can't do all these characters and give them due justice. We'll be waiting five years between, you know, movies for franchises. And I think this is great, and and I think it's really in response to the Spider-Man reaction in Civil War. People have gone ballistic over him in Uh Civil War, and that Sony team-up, and um, Apocalypse, kind of the reception, like, they say they're happy with the numbers, but I don't think they're really happy with the numbers. Yeah, I mean, it's just, so... I'll put it this way. Fox has done a great job uh, stretching what they have. I mean, it's actually really ingenious that they were able to reach into actual time travel into the comic book lore to redo the universe. That's something super unique that honestly will probably never happen again. I'm sure these superhero franchises in the future will just get hard, fresh reboots, and they won't do anything as creative as they did with Days of Future Past. So I really honor them with that. But they have just kind of run out of steam, and it's unfortunate. I don't don't think they necessarily could have done anything different. The X-Men franchise has been going on for so long. That train is just not has not stopped it's just been crashing through anything it's been crashing through uh, wolverine origins just fine it, it rebounded i mean deadpool's been amazing so mm-hmm. it, it would be really really great if somehow um they could just like maybe do some sort of fresh reboot i i know people are going to complain and bitch about oh too many reboots but i think this is a case where it's okay but i think we can keep deadpool i think deadpool's that type of character that honestly he, even if even if like the x-men universe is rebooted in a comic book you could honestly see dead the deadpool character like having knowledge of past reboots you know because he does all that referencing all the time so we can keep our ryan reynolds deadpool franchise going we can keep that lore good 
And, oh, man, if we could somehow get Deadpool in an Avengers movie, ooh, that would be crazy. Well, I, th- I think, I mean, honestly, X-Men have a lot of powers. I mean, you know, given Professor Xavier's abilities, he could mind wipe everyone to forget about mutants. Uh-huh. Um, if something bad were to happen and the tides were turned against them, you know. Um, so I think that's there. And if you take out the Wolverine movies, um, the, there's six X-Men franchise films this kind of really feels like amazing spider-man 2 um it had a lot of great potential it made money but it just wasn't well received mm-hmm. and they were kind of scrambling to figure out what to do next you're so talking about apocalypse right no i'm talking amazing spider-man 2 oh okay this feels a uh, lot okay. like amazing spider-man 2 scenario oh, I see what, what you're Sony saying. did right after gotcha yeah so i feel x-men apocalypse is a great time to be like okay we need to figure out what's going to happen next mm. can marvel can we do one more movie and then work with marvel to really bring uh, re relight the fire under here and because mm-hmm. spider-man 30 minutes in civil war and that character is at an all-time high i think um since you know early 2000s so yeah i and i, and I did really great and i did see some sentiment online where some people were saying hugh jackman has said he has always wanted to see wolverine um with the avengers teaming up because honestly he really belongs in that team and it's it's hard to imagine that we send Hugh Jackman off as Wolverine maybe just before he gets his chance to show up in Avengers in an Avengers well, what, movie. What if this is his draw? What if this is the hook to bring him back for maybe, a couple more movies? Maybe and maybe what happens is maybe this is his last maybe kind of Fox Studio movie. You know, mm-hmm. maybe since Wolverine can just carry things on his own, he's his own strong, awesome character. Maybe we don't see him popping up with the X Men anymore. But hey, maybe like. I don't know if this is even possible. This is totally just a fanboy wish, but maybe Infinity War Part 2, maybe he pops up in there. I don't know if it if that cameo would be earned, but wouldn't that be crazy to think? But if anything, we've said this a lot on the podcast is they got to they got to have something uh in in the bullpen ready to bring up for Phase 4 or Phase 5. So, if we could get Hugh yes. Jackman back a little bit, ooh, that would be really really good. So, uh this this is exciting i like these crossovers yeah so we're gonna file this under maybe rumor possibly because they say it probably won't happen until phase four anyway Mm -hmm. so let's uh let's keep our fingers crossed that you know um the x-men aren't tanked too bad by the time this this rolls around (laughs) so maybe i don't know we have san diego next month maybe we'll 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 listen for announcements we'll we'll keep that we'll keep you guys covered see what happens And that actually brings me to San Diego Comic-Con movie, one mm-hmm. of them being brought there, Doctor Strange. Yes. A new synopsis has been dropped for this movie. Speaking of Comic-Con, if anybody is going to Comic-Con this year, they're doing something new this year where they're actually mailing out the badges to you in person. You don't have to go to the convention center to get them. So I came back from my uh, five-day absence to mail in my mailbox, and it was the crisp, fresh, clean Comic-Con badge. Mm. Super happy to see it. So they have, they have RFID tags in them this year as well. They're really pumping up the technology. Yeah, th- it's it's so. going to be awesome, and I, I will be there in force, hopefully getting me some Doctor Strange. Getting me some Strange. <laughs> wow. So since that's weird, uh, and uh, get me a Doctor Strange pop, remember. That's, all right, that's we're all we're going to try. We're going to try our hardest. I will pay. I will pay big money for that. By big, I mean you know dollars. But so the new synopsis for the movie is dropped, and it's not really different. But here's I'm just gonna read it off to you guys, so, mm-hmm. so we have it. Marvel's Doctor Strange follows the story of a talented neurosurgeon, Doctor Stephen Strange, who, after a tragic car accident, must put ego aside and learn the secrets of a hidden world of mysticism and alternate dimensions. 
based in New York City's Greenwich Village, Doctor Strange must act as an intermediary between the real world and what lies beyond, utilizing a vast array of metaphysical abilities and artifacts to protect the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So this basically sounds exactly like that animated uh, movie. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, I, I watched that recently. It does sound a lot like that. However, I think what we've seen a lot in the trailer is him learning to become the Doctor. We haven't seen him actually be the Doctor. Mm-hmm. And half of this is describing him actually in New York being that intermediary. So maybe we'll see some time pass in the middle after he learns this stuff and is the Doctor. And he's actually you know being Doctor Strange, doing you know, Sorcerer Supreme kind of things in the movie more so than I think we already will. Yeah, because, you know, Marvel's really been trying to lean away from origin stories, and obviously we're going to need something for Doctor Strange. So yeah, maybe this is less origin story than we've been trying to compare it with the animated film. Maybe we do get, like, maybe the first half is the origin story, and then maybe we get some sort of time jump. Maybe it's told in a unique way where we open up the movie and he's already been Doctor Strange for years and then we flash back to how he got there that would be kind of cool i think that might be creative because you know when i think of dr strange and the mysticism and the and the magical arts and things like that i think of a i think of a guy that has had these powers for a long time and has mastered them so it's kind of it's kind of weird for me to think uh benedict cumberbatch like joining up with the avengers after he's only been dr strange for i don't know like maybe like 12 months or something like that so i'd like to imagine him as an as an expert like right off the bat so uh but yeah nothing too uh, unique coming out of the synopsis but uh i'm glad we got a synopsis i'm thinking new trailer at comic-con Yes, I believe so too, and hopefully it's released to the public. Marvel, I don't know if they've done they've they've shown special stuff there before, but I, I, you can usually grab my hands on the audio of it at uh-huh. least. So again, Comic Con, we love our coverage. Mike's going to be there, Quentin's going to be there. I'm not going to be there, but I'm going to be scouring the internet. For I, all the I other think people being I there. think we'll get a Doctor Strange Comic Con trailer officially released on YouTube. But I think maybe the Guardians of the Galaxy stuff might be a little bit more uh, mm-hmm. shrouded in mystery since it's so Just, early. That's true, and and we would jump to that normally. But I, got, I got two more. <laughs> Segway. I'm segueing a little too soon for you. Yes, we're gonna. So the villain of the movie has been revealed. His name has. Mm-hmm. Um, and normally I would mark this as a spoiler for Mike, but since this character is gonna ring no bells for anybody, <laughs> um, it's cool. So his name is Casilius, mm-hmm. and he in the comics he's an agent of Baron Mordo, um, okay. who's who's a villain against Doctor Strange, and much like the animated film. But he, it doesn't seem to be so in this movie just yet. But he only had 12 comic book appearances since he began, so there, you're, a lot of research on Casilius will not help you figure out who he yeah. is or what he's doing. So it sounds like the, the, the movies are going to really shape him more than the comic books could have. Yeah. And then lastly, the Night Nurse has been confirmed. Rachel McAdams' character will play the Christine Palmer version of Night Nurse, not the one that we're familiar with calling her nickname in the uh, the, the Netflix movies. So uh, she- Played by Rosario Dawson. Okay, so uh, Rosario Dawson is staying in the Netflix universe, and we're getting a different night nurse in this movie. Yes, so Rosario Dawson, she's never been referred to as the night nurse, but there is two different night nurses, yes, and they are now playing two different the two different ones that existed in the I, comics. I see what you're saying. They're kind of taking one character and, and kind of like, oh, we'll just kind of like clone them and have like a version one and a version two. Yeah. Gotcha. Makes so, sense. Because yeah, this one, the Christine Palmer version, works on a lot of regular superheroes, mm-hmm. and the other one's kind of street-level superheroes, so yeah. Gotcha. Totally fine. And now we're going to segue into Guardians <laughs> of the Galaxy Volume 2. Yes. Uh, 
I know I know you're really excited about this. I am too. I, again, like I said, I watched this, I think, last weekend with my dad. So it's fresh in my mind still. And um, thinking about this, they got a new synopsis as well, Mike. Do you want to read it or do you want me to read it? Uh, I think I, you're going to have to read it to me because I don't think I've read this yet. So I don't want to okay. fumble my words in front of the audience. That's okay. Set to the backdrop of Awesome Mix number two. I'm really excited for that. Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 continues the team's adventures as they traverse the outer reaches of the cosmos. The Guardians must fight to keep their newfound family together as they unravel the mysteries of Peter Quill's true parentage. Old foes become new allies, and fan-favorite characters from the classic cosmos will come to our hero's aid as the Marvel Cinematic Universe continues to expand. So this is kind of uh, awesome because it's ringing true with what we've been hearing, which which is the, the cast of the Guardians is going to be growing larger, which is confirmed yes. in this synopsis. Uh, we're getting a more heavy approach to his father with this story it seems like that's going to be really the center of the story is finding out who his dad is um i love that this that starts off with set to the backdrop of awesome mix volume two mm-hmm. so i'm i'm can't wait for that playlist that that's going to be really amazing so i'm i think the the more interesting thing is um classic comic heroes will come to the aid so like, are we going to get some sort of, like, Miss Marvel cameo out of nowhere? Or what's – like, I, I'm kind of curious what's going to happen there. I don't think it'll be uh, Miss Marvel. I think we're going to see a lot of stuff from the, the, the cosmic universe. Mm-hmm. Um, again, if they wanted to introduce a Silver Surfer or Galactus Ooh. cameo and not tell us, that would be oh, the time to man. do it, wouldn't it? Man, uh. yeah, what if they have – what if they've pinned – They've already put pen to ink for the that those Fantastic Four rights. They're not telling anybody about it. And then, bam, Silver Surfer pops up. Ooh, I think I would lose my shit. That would be amazing. Yeah. If that happens, Marvel, if you are so happen to be listening to me, and that is so true, do everything you can in your power to make that a mystery until you actually go see it in the theater. Like, just put, like, one VFX guy on retainer. He's the only guy that, like, CGs uh, Silver Surfer in there. Give him a lot of money and tell him to keep his mouth shut. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I don't know if that'll be true or not, but, I mean, I, I think there's going to be stuff that we've not, we we're not familiar with, like, in the, the, the realm. Uh, we have the idea of the... Um, uh, just, I don't know, just a bunch of outer Cosmos stuff. Maybe, I mean, I think it might be early, but we still have a year before this comes out. The, the Grandmaster, played by Jeff Goldblum, could mm-hmm. be in there. Introduce yep. him since he's part of the collector's race, and so on and so forth. I don't know. It That's would be, the mystery of it, and it's really cool. It would be kind of cool to get a little bit more Celestials in there. Maybe get another, mm-hmm. uh, maybe get another, like, maybe an in-person meeting, since we've really only seen a, a, a dead floating head and a, like, kind of a vision. That would yeah. be neat. Yeah, yeah, Celestials, I mean, even, like, the, the concept of eternity, death, infinity, and there's a fourth one I can't think of. They're teased in the original, uh, in the first Guardians of the Galaxy, on some of the wall panels. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, they could pop up in character as well. I think they're going to get really, not as trippy as Doctor Strange, but I think they're really going to cater to the weird and sci-fi in, in Guardians 2. And I mm-hmm. think the, the the worst part is my expectations for the soundtrack are so high, I don't know what to do. <laughs> I'm curious if I'm going to let myself listen to it beforehand because uh, you and me both listened to that first soundtrack like nonstop before we ever even saw the movie. So it had kind of unintended consequences where I knew every song that was going to be in the movie and I was super hyped. But like you only get like maybe 20 seconds of each song and you're just like, oh man, it's a good song. I want to listen to the rest of it. Obviously, they, it's not just one long music video. So 
I, I think I'm going to cave and listen. I, I think I'm going to I'm gonna to. listen. I'm going <laughs> to listen. I, I, mostly because, I mean, a lot of those songs I maybe had heard but not really listened to. And uh-huh. I think they mean a lot more once you know the words and, and stuff. So mm-hmm. I'm really looking forward to that next May and see what they bring to us in Comic-Con. So oh, yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll keep you covered. And that brings us to some Spider-Man Homecoming news. That's the next movie coming out. Man, that's nonstop. We have news for Homecoming like every single week. We do. So because principal photography has started on Spider-Man Homecoming. Good to hear. And that means there are a lot of set photos coming out. There are a lot of new casting announcements. I'm not going to go over. There's so many this week. I'm not even going to cover them all. Like, I don't even, like, there's just so many. However, they're filming at the same studio slash sets as Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. The the week they they stopped filming Guardians 2, they passed it over to Spider-Man guys. <laughs> so, like, James Gunn and Chris Pratt were there with Tom Holland. They didn't even give really it a cool. chance to let the musk air out from Chris Pratt. Yeah. <laughs> they just no. relish in it. They, they're not even changing it. They're just leaving the backdrops the same. They're going to CG everything. It's all <laughs> greens. It's a green room. That's really all it is at this point. Um, but like I said, small casting announcements are starting to come in. And something cool here they, they saw on his shirt. He attends the Midtown School of Science and Technology, which is very similar to the Amazing Spider-Man uh, movie's name, which was, I believe it was the Midtown School of Science. or mm-hmm. mid, uh, Whatever. It's something like that. But... Uh, they're really they're playing with that name. Not that it matters because I I couldn't have told you what that was honestly off the top of my head. Um, but I did send you some pictures. You know uh, we we got to see um, Martin Starr look as a teacher. Yeah, dressed up as a teacher and really just like blurry camera sets. But I mean they're filming it, so we're gonna start to see some more. Do you think we're gonna see a suit at all, Mike? It's I'm really interested what the suit's gonna look like. How much they're gonna tweak it from what we saw Tony make for uh, Peter. Um, it just depends on how soon they need the suit. You know, most of the time that suit is CG. But I remember back with Amazing Spider-Man 2, and we got him, uh, Andrew Garfield, out playing basketball on that suit. So I guess uh, keep Tom Holland away from a basketball court. He's going to want to do the same thing. Yeah. Yeah, we'll definitely see. I mean, if anything comes up, we'll share it. But uh, I think that's cool as filming, and we're going to get a lot more news out of it. And probably some teaser footage next mm-hmm. month at San Diego. I don't think we'll, I don't think we'll see nearly as much of that, but it'll be, it'll be cool if they have a scene. Yeah. So. Maybe a better official logo. <laughs> Please give me Maybe. a better logo. <laughs> no, no, they're going to keep it now, Mike. You've done uh, ruined it. Out of spite. Yeah. Yes. So, and that brings us to our last bit of Marvel news of the day slash week. Agents of shield season four or season three, or there's a, they're, they're pro- I think it's season four. Cause it says this fall is promoting on a, a train at San Diego comic con, I guess like mm-hmm. a monorail train or whatever, like, whatever you guys have out there trains mm-hmm. <laughs> and there's a, a bunch of chains flame chains wrapped around this big long train thing mm-hmm. and a lot of people are like flaming chains that's got to be ghost rider right mm-hmm. wrong Aww. it's not ghost rider one of the characters in agents of shield season three and in human the australian guy who got his powers has the ability to light things on fire and use a, a chain at, near the end of the show yeah, and he's he, hellfire yeah he kind of has like gambit style powers a little bit from what i remember of the last season yeah it definitely seems like it so uh in in marvel his name is hellfire which was actually part of the secret warriors uh-huh. um book and he had those that hellfire chains in the comic book come from ghost rider so um which is shows a connection there however this he he, he doesn't have he's not the same character like 
Hellfire in this is an Inhuman, and that in the book it is not. So I, I don't know. It's not Ghost Rider as much as we want it to be Ghost Rider, and hope and pray that Ghost but, Rider will show up. But it's not. but idea theory. So we were talking about this a little bit with Quentin uh, last week, uh, friend of the show, where we were trying to figure out kind of what we'd like to see come to Netflix. You know, uh, could mm-hmm. Ghost Rider work? We kind of all agreed we'd like to see Ghost Rider, but we didn't think maybe he could hold down twelve episodes, multiple seasons. What if? What if, like, they try to, like, really save Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and, like, uh, bring in Ghost Rider, this dark character, with their new season that's moving to a later time slot? Obviously, we're not getting Ghost Rider in every single episode on an ABC uh, budget. But what if, like, maybe it led up to it, you know? What if, like, uh, we led up to kind of this more, like... um, I guess what would you It'd call it? Be a supernatural paradigm. Yeah, supernatural. And what I would love to see that would be because of the Doctor Strange time. Yeah, so maybe we get maybe you know uh, we had kind of the Inhumans. We've had kind of biotechnology. We're kind of circling back that around again with the life model decoys. But what if the really the main villain is kind of like literally like hell, like rising up, and the agents have to like push it back down? Maybe we get Ghost Rider in there some way, and maybe that segues Ghost Rider into the, the Netflix universe. Maybe that's his vehicle. Uh, uh, you know, to get out there, uh, I, it's. I think it's totally like a, a, a long shot, but I think that would be cool, and I would love to see Agents of Shield do something crazy like that. Yeah, maybe I will have to see. I'm gonna still lean heavily on the no. The, the coincidence <laughs> is just too heavy. Uh-huh. But um, it's such I a strong. Know. It's such a strong imagery, though. They had to yeah. have known when they put a flaming chain on the side of a bus. Well, you know, at the biggest it, comic book convention, they were gonna spark thoughts of Ghost Rider. Well, it definitely is the first time we've talked about this show in, in almost two months. So uh-huh. they definitely won the conversation battle there. <laughs> uh, Do it for so. me, ABC, please. Well, if they do announce it at Comic Con, we'll keep you guys posted. Oh man, maybe. I'm gonna I'm gonna lose my shit if they say Ghost Rider at Comic Con. They will, and 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 y- yep, whatever. Hope you find it afterwards. <laughs> we need you for the show, Mike. All right, so Suicide Squad has uh, uh, some news here. Um, mm-hmm. First is a new IMAX poster, uh, mm-hmm. as you can tell from our featured image, is very marshmallowy and colorful. Yes, it's and the I- it's all the bad parts of the cereal. <laughs> I have no fucking idea what's going on with the marketing for this movie at this point. Uh-huh. Um, I'm not here to talk bad about the movie per se, but like it's getting brighter and colorful and now it's colorful marshmallows with all like the squad name, like <laughs> things. I don't know what's happening because there's no cereal involved. It's not this colorful on the, sh- like the trailers, mm-hmm. but I-, I don't know. So I guess here's it, a cool poster yeah it, it's color. a it is a really cool poster and it it makes me excited for the movie i really like how suicide squad doesn't necessarily need to rest on what has happened so far in man of steel and batman vs superman it and it, it's a, from a different director it's from a totally different team and it seems like they can really like we're just gonna do what we need to do to make an awesome movie we're gonna make people love dc superhero movies again yes i know some people out there do love what we have already but uh, I want to love it already. So maybe Suicide Squad will help us uh, reignite the love. Yes. And rumored runtime for this movie as well as one hour and 40 minutes, which is really short. That's solid, though. That actually makes me excited. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm not complaining about that because I've watched some two and a half hour movies this week <laughs> that I wish I did not like sit for two and a half hours. And I was at home and I'm like, I can do whatever I want. But this movie is still super long. Um, so there was that. And then... Uh, another bit of news: Argus is confirmed for the film. I, I, I mean, to me, I know them from Arrow, 
Mm-hmm. So um, I think that's Amanda Waller's organization was Argus. So I didn't really think that was something we had to worry about. Yeah, I didn't think that was something we needed to confirm. I think we just assume Amanda Waller comes with Argus. But uh, okay, it's good to know. Yes, great, uh, great. Suicide Squad, um, August, late August. So we got two months till that, right? Mm-hmm. And then um, three months. We're three months away from uh, Luke Cage. I realized that the other day. So we haven't really seen anything from that lately. Maybe Comic Con will have some more. Oh, Comic Con's gonna be the weekend. That's right. July July is a boring month for movies. I think, <laughs> but a great thing, great like place to, to announce everything else. So. Hey, it's good for us, man. <laughs> that, it's good, uh, better for you since you get to go. <laughs> so, and that brings us to a big chunk of our news here. I want to talk about the Justice League movie. Yes. All right. So I am here to actually talk good things about this movie, despite what people may say to us. <laughs> we just say the truth, but there's been a reporters were flown out to the set last week, um, I guess a week and a half ago from today, um, and they just were given pretty much free range of the movie set and everything. And I think it's a very big damage control kind of thing, saying like Justice League is not like Batman v Superman. Yeah, and here is why. But everything I like, I, I heard, I actually enjoy. Yeah, I feel like this is maybe coming from the new direction and the new executives over at Warner Brothers. They're just like, we're going to let everybody into the awesomeness that we got going on here. There's no reason to hide anything. We have we have all we have everything we we have all the ingredients we need to make an awesome killer Justice League movie. You know, we got we got the we got the technology, we got we got the actors. We 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 have the property. You know, Warner Brothers has free range over every DC everything. They have everything that they need. So I think they're just like we're going to nail it this time, so come and take a look. Yeah, so I mean, I mean, first things first here, um, and we included a link for for the Uprocks report visit. You can find them all over the thing. Is that Steppenwolf and Parademons will be attacking the world or Earth? Um, and we saw um, Steppenwolf character in the released, like the first clip post movie release that they released. I, it's really hard to explain. They called it, Zack Snyder referred to it as his, like, post-credit scene, mm-hmm. but he released it to the public, you know, after the movie was out. Like, yeah. it's a little different than a post-credit scene, but, I mean, that's what it was, essentially. Yeah, it was basically like an extended scene that you're probably going to end up getting on the extended version of the of the Blu-ray release, but he's just like, I gotta, I gotta stem some of this anger. Here it is early. Yeah, so, I mean, so it's a big guy who looks like he's got, like, a big, like, helmet on, and he's floating three mother boxes in front of him, which we talk- we've we talked about this. Mm-hmm. And then the parademons attacked in Batman's vision or dream or whatever that was uh, in, in uh, Batman v Superman. So we've seen these before. This is nothing yeah. new. But they will be the main antagonist of Justice League. Yeah, that's what I want to know. I want to know what's been fucking with Batman's head in that movie. I mean, he saw the Flash there momentarily. You know, he's been getting these visions. Are these maybe all from like, uh, maybe like uh, the Flash changing the course? Uh, Like, you know, going back in time and changing something? Maybe these are some residual memories? I don't know what's going on with Batman, but I gotta know what's up with my bats. Yeah, exactly. And you're in luck because Batman recruits the Justice League in this movie. He is the one going out, re-inspired after Superman's self-sacrifice to Mm -hmm. create the Justice League from the characters he saw on those video clips and on the flash driver they already had their own logos made mm-hmm. uh, so i'm trying i'm trying to be positive here i'm sorry uh but batman's recruiting the justice league and that's really cool and one of the scenes they almost had the scene completely done between batman and the flash where batman is recruiting the flash and the flash is like 
apparently really hilarious in this movie. Like, he mm-hmm. is the comedy, the comedic relief in this movie, like, through and through. That makes sense. <laughs> and I love The Flash. I think he's funny. And I think I'm really excited to see Ezra Miller. Uh, his suit, apparently, it, it's got, like, a bicycle helmet, which captures the energy when he runs. And, like, Batman's going to make some people some costumes and some vehicles. So he'll probably, they'll all get upgrades as they go. So I'm really kind of excited to see what those look like. However, this might sour Mike a little bit. Aquaman's wearing jeans. <laughs> okay. On the bottom half of his thing. I, I don't I don't I don't get it. Why is the king of Atlantis wearing jeans? Well, is this is this supposed to be like official cuz we've kind of seen Aquaman decked out for the most part. I, well, I, I, I don't I, think we saw his legs though. Oh, so maybe we haven't seen his legs. I don't know. Maybe maybe it just kind of looks like denim cuz I believe from this re- reporter set visit, we didn't get any images out of it. They're like, "Hey, you can come to set, but you're not bringing a camera." So maybe he just like walked through the wardrobe department and just like, "Hey, that kind of looks like denim." And then that kind of got misconstrued into jeans or something. Well, I think they saw a picture of him, um, or he was there, or something. Because it was, it was obviously jeans. They said it was jeans several times, so I in several different reports. But I mean, I don't know. We'll have to see. Maybe we'll, uh, they color change everything in post production. Levi's can get really comfortable after you know uh, a lot of wears. I'm sure Aquaman's been around for a long time, breaking breaking in those jeans. He doesn't want to take them off. But do they shrink because he's been in the wash technically most of his life? Man, he's so buff; it doesn't even matter. He's, it he's just matter. like the uh, like Atlantean denim, I guess is maybe what you'd call it. Huh. It, it can withstand. I, I don't know. Maybe we'll see him in in, in uh, some Levi ads, you know, next year whenever <laughs> the movie starts to come out. So that's cool. I mean, whatever. That's that's great. And we're gonna come back and refer to the mother boxes. The whole point of this movie is three mother boxes landed on Earth. And in history, the humans had one, the Amazonians had one, and the Atlanteans had one. Uh-huh. And this will be explained how they got them in Justice League. So I guess that makes sense that these three different cultures on, on Earth will have one of these these powerful boxes. Uh-huh. Uh, the human one, I think, is the one that's in the cyborg. Yeah, that in the makes movie, sense. they went into Cyborg. Now, what the Amazonians and Atlanteans, what they have, maybe that's one of theirs. I don't know. We'll figure it out. But um, the mother boxes are going to be a big MacGuffin for this yeah, movie. If you maybe will. Steppenwolf is uh, showing up and he wants those boxes back. Maybe they're his to it, begin with. I don't really exactly. know much about them. He, he had them floating in his hands in that image of that release mm-hmm. scene. So I, I think he wants them to, to, to rule the universe or, or whatever bad guys do yeah. these days. I'll be curious if, they'll, if they're going to leave him into that weird kind of alien type form or maybe they're going to try to weave the character more into a human form kind of like how he is in the comic books um yeah so is, if that scene is that scene canon or not can they change how he looks i don't know we'll have to see uh what they do going forward but i agree with you like what's he gonna look like like is he just gonna look alien and obscure and no one's really gonna be afraid of him or, or what so mm-hmm. i agree uh also willem dafoe's character he'll be an atlantean named volko Willem um, Dafoe's awesome, so I don't care awesome. who he, I don't care who he is. I just want to see more Willem Dafoe. Yeah, I, I agree. I think I think we agree. Um, Atlanteans are probably the things I know the least about, so it'll be interesting to see that. They also gave us a new Justice League logo. Looks a little uh, comic booky, looks, uh, a little brighter. Looks good to me. It looks much better than that home Spider-Man Homecoming logo. I can tell yeah. you that. It does. I, I like the star kind of there in the middle somewhere. Um, I, I don't know what that means yet. Maybe who has the star? I don't know, but we'll figure it out. So I like it. It's clean. Very, very nice. And uh, lastly, it's confirmed that Junkie XL will score the film. And I don't know how I feel about that because he scored some of the loudest parts. Of yeah. So Superman. it's kind of weird because so when he kind of did those Wonder Woman portions of Batman vs. Superman, 
if I can isolate those scenes in my head, those felt really cool. I love that kind of weird electro upbeat pump fight music. That was really exciting. But in the whole grand scheme of this weird disjointed Batman versus Superman, it felt out of place. So if they can kind of find a way to to fix this all in together really nicely, maybe Junkie XL, maybe since he has full reign over the movie, maybe it'll go really, really well. But I think that's cool. Like, you know, I, I, I don't imagine ever seeing um, the word Junkie XL next to a Marvel movie. So I'm glad well, that we get that I, I think he- differently. I think he did a Deadpool as well. Um, mm. I think he's he scored Deadpool. Did he? Uh, I believe so because if if I look it up here, um, uh, he did the you know the one of the songs Maximum Effort. Uh, he did the, he is a composer for Deadpool the movie. He did all the songs. So oh, all right. Well, that's there you uh, go. I like Deadpool, so there we go. Yeah, so he he, he he does good stuff. It's just I think their their audio mix in Batman vs Superman was really overly really overpowering. Yeah, I yeah I think that that comes down to the more of the technical issues then. But hey, that's that's good news. You know what? This was all good news on the Justice League front, so that makes yeah. me happy. Yeah, I'm really I'm really excited to see it again. I love the Flash. Uh, ben Affleck Batman is really great. I don't have anything to feel about Cyborg or Aquaman or Wonder Woman just yet. I mean, she was the best part of the movie. Batman be Superman as well. Uh, so yeah, I don't know. I'm excited. I like I like good news. I want to hear more. Uh, I like when they're open about this. I yeah. maybe they will take a clip in a scene to uh, San Diego. They're really pissy about doing this, releasing the Suicide Squad and stuff last <laughs> year. So yeah. we'll see. We'll see if they bring any footage. But I, I want to see stuff. Bring yeah. it on. Bring it on. That brings us to the Batman solo film because Ben Affleck was on site there whenever they were doing this. All the actors uh, they were able to talk. Ben Affleck confirmed there is a Batman solo film, but he will not film it or start it until he likes the script. And right now, he does not like where the script is at. Oh, so I'm... they're gonna sit and work on it, and that's that's good. I mean, they're not rushing it. He's gonna so, do it. So you know what makes me wonder? So if they bring all of these reporters to set. You know, they're not necessarily – they might not necessarily just sit them down in, like, a conference room and tell them, hey, this is all the stuff. Do you think maybe they just let Affleck know, like, hey, guess what? You can confirm that you're, you know, that you're going to be doing this, but only if someone comes up and asks you. So, like, yeah, maybe I – mean, like, who was the I lucky think- person that was just like, hey, guys, I'm just going to take a long shot and go over there and ask him and see what he says? And they were probably just like, oh, holy shit, he said he was. I can't believe he confirmed <laughs> it. <laughs> Well, I think, again, yeah, they don't take him to a press room. Like, this one, they had him on set. They watched him film scenes. Mm-hmm. And then they said that none of the actors were – I think Ben Affleck and Zack Snyder weren't going to come over, but they did anyway, mm-hmm. like, on their own volition. So I think that was cool. So, you know, if, you, if a bunch of reporters are standing there and, like, that's a big rumor, yeah, someone was going to ask him. So <laughs> glad he was ready and had had something there. And, 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 you know, he's taking his time. I, I respect that. Don't I respect that they give him – the time to do that as well. You, yeah, because you respect that Rotten Tomato rating that's connected yeah. to Affleck. <laughs> yes, that's right. We gotta we gotta wait on that. He does he does good stuff by himself. Yeah. So we'll see on that. Um, so we're gonna switch gears into some TV news for for DC. Mm-hmm. Um, first up, the Flash season three, the premiere episode of season three, the first episode. The title mm-hmm. has been revealed as, and we guess it, Flashpoint. Yes. Super excited. So that means we're gonna see some Flashpoint. We're gonna see his. Uh, selfish actions, you know, change the world as a whole. Will that affect the Arrow show? Will that affect Legends of Tomorrow? Will that affect uh, Supergirl? I don't know yet, but I'm really excited to kind of see where that goes. I really like the Flash. Yeah, I can't imagine it hurts Arrow in any. <laughs> it can't hurt it anymore. Oh, burn! Maybe this gives him a do-over. Yeah, to, to, for five five more years on the island, guys. So, <laughs> I don't know. We'll figure it out. 
Uh, and that brings us up to some new Supergirl news, because that's moving over to the CW. Mm-hmm. Um, that Linda Carter, who was Wonder Woman in the old TV show from, I believe, the 70s, mm-hmm. uh, has been cast as the president of that world that she's in, wherever that may land. Wow. That's kind of so, cool. But that so, makes that makes me wonder. <laughs> I'm guessing the universe stays alive. Then this universe maybe doesn't necessarily merge with uh, the Flash. So my 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 guess is on this, and I talked about this over the weekend, is that they've cast Superman and they've cast a president. Mm-hmm. I think there's going to be something in the first two to five episodes that causes that universe to collapse in on itself, and Supergirl is cast into a new universe where she has to meet all these people again. Yeah, that- it'll be a little different. That makes sense because you're just like, man, you're, you're looking at it like, oh, they're pulling out all the stops. Superman, Wonder Woman, how are they going to keep that up all season? Guess what? They're yeah. not. <laughs> yeah, I think yeah. I think that kind of makes sense. Yeah, so I think they're going to use them in the first couple as some big crisis. They're not going to be able to stop it. Superman's going to be like, okay, well, we have to save What's-Her-Face, Supergirl, send her through the dimensions, and I'll run really fast, and she'll run really fast, and I'll push her, and then so on and so forth. So. <laughs> I don't know. That's my thoughts. It could be different, but whatever. And that brings us to a really unexpected, I guess, uh, DC show that's not tied into the CW is Krypton on Sci-Fi. Ew. Do me a favor and like let's let's do this. Let's do this one like a band aid. Just just get it over with. All right. They're casting for this movie, and I've got three names to casting for. They're Wait. You mean for... do you mean TV show? Yes, Krypton. Okay. They're casting for a Krypton TV show on Sci-Fi. Mm-hmm. The first name is Seg L, which is Superman's grandfather. They're casting for him. All right. They're casting for Val L, which is Seg L's grandfather. So Superman's great 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 grandfather or something way back there. I don't know. <laughs> it's getting really confusing now. And then they're also casting for Dev M, who's actually a notorious criminal in Krypton universe, and he all, and he destroyed the Earth in the post crisis comics. So he actually sounds like the coolest part of this, uh, because someone with that much power and, and villain is usually fun and exciting, but it's sci-fi, so I don't know if I trust it. Yeah, I mean, sci-fi has the ability to make some cool stuff, but it doesn't. I I wouldn't even have cared. Krypton could have been on any network. Krypton could have been on Netflix, and I still would have been like, uh, I don't know. Uh, so I'm glad we got that segment done and over with. Yes, like a Band-Aid, and uh, we'll keep you posted. Uh, this, I don't think it's been Grinlet to season yet. I don't know. We could have said that. Yeah. I, I don't remember enough. It's very confusing. Prove me wrong, sci-fi. Just prove me wrong. That's right. I want to be proved we're... wrong. <laughs> well, how about this, Mike? Since we took the Band-Aid off, let's put, let's put some little TLC on that wound uh-huh. by giving you some Star Wars Rogue Ooh, One news. Yes, the dirty. Okay. Give me the dirty news. All right, so there's a big piece on EW this week. A lot of press, or I guess a lot of interviews and confirmations and stuff. Again, damage control for Rogue One. Mm-hmm. Um, Darth Vader has been confirmed to menace the characters in this movie. So he will be in there several times, probably more nice. than just once. Awesome. And best part of this news, James Earl Jones is coming back as the voice Ooh, of Darth Vader. That basically means we are getting classic Vader back. And the that is one of the great lucky parts that uh, we have with Star Wars and the people making this film is just like, hey, the voice actor is still alive. We don't need to show him under the suit. We don't have to worry about any sort of aging or recasting. We're just going to have fucking Vader, normal full force Vader. That's going to be so awesome. I'm really looking forward to that. Yes, I am too. And they, they always make it work. So that's great. 
Um, a couple of confirmations for characters. Uh, Mads Mikkelsen, uh, he's also in Doctor Strange as Caecilius, was confirmed to be Jen Erso's father. So the main actress, uh, her father, will uh-huh. be in this. And he has uh, pl- uh, some something to take down the Death Star. I'm sure it's probably the plans they give to the, the Rebels. I bet he's a Bothan. I bet he's a Bothan spy if I was Batman. He died <laughs> getting those plans there. Um, ben Mendelsohn, uh, the villain we saw in the big white cape and stuff, is confirmed as Director Orson Krennic. Ooh, that sounds like a um, menacing name. So a lot of people thought he was a Grand Moff, kind of like Grand Moff Tarkin was in mm-hmm. the first Star Wars, but he's a director, which is um, very rarely used. Um, I think it's a it's a more of a Black Ops kind of thing, I guess. I don't know. We're going to see more of this. We're going to learn more of the directors. They were in a couple novels since the reboot um, of the novel universe, so mm-hmm. uh, that's, a, that's a newer title, so we'll see what what plays off of that. I don't know. He looks like getting his hands dirty a couple times. Oh, I'm, I'm okay with that. Um, Alan Tudyk, of course, from the upcoming uh, DC TV show Powers and other things like Firefly, I guess. Mm-hmm. If you're into that kind of thing, he plays a robot called K2SO. Yeah, I love Alan Tudyk. Is that that really kind of tall, skinny yes. robot we've been seeing? Yes. Well, like the it's got a, like a large upper body chest, but like lanky otherwise. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yes, very much so. He's kind of like they say he's the antithesis. Antithesis. The opposite of C3PO, kind of. An- antithesis. I think. There it we is. go. Antithesis. Yeah. Is yeah, he is, is he a is he a good guy? Do we know? Yeah, he's with the rebels. So oh, cool. Um, but I don't think he's like C three PO is more of a kiss ass. This one's probably a lot more sarcastic. Nice. And so I I, I like that. I like, Man, I like, I like you sarcastic know, robots. It's a you know it's a good Star Wars movie when you fall in love with a robot. So we fell in love with BBA. I think we're gonna fall in love with K two S O. Yes, I agree. So we'll see more of him. And lastly, this is probably the biggest news making lots of rounds. Forrest Whitaker is in, mm-hmm. the, in, the, in the movie. We've seen him. Yeah. He does not play a Death Trooper uh, like we thought he was because he looked like he was in Death Trooper armor. He actually plays a, clo- a character from the Clone Wars animated CG TV show uh-huh. um, called Saw Gerrera. Okay. Give me, give me a little. Give me a little. What, what's going on with that guy? So Saw Gerrera in, in made his appearance in the the Clone Wars, mm-hmm. um, and he was a, a rebel, but he was a very very like violent rebel. Mm-hmm. Um, so like he would go forward and like you know blow things up and kill people, whereas the other rebels were more like, you know like we want to sabotage them, but we're not trying to kill people. We're just you know slowing down you mm-hmm. know, the, the I guess the Empire at that point. Yeah. Time. So he's a no half measures kind of guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was very kind of, like, meanish, even. Like, he wasn't very nice. Yeah, I mean, he so, kind of comes off that way in the trailer, too, so. Yeah, and um, this actually, Force Wicker plays the future version of this character. So, uh, if you want to go back and watch, uh, you know, if you want Into the Clone Wars, I really like it. Um, and he actually was created by George Lucas himself, ironically. Hmm. So, um, for the, the Star Wars Underworld, uh, I believe that was not the TV show, or maybe it was a TV show. Yes, the live-action TV show that was scrapped. So um, it's, it's good to see some of these old Lucas things come up front. He was pretty cool. Yeah, so, he was he um, was always good at uh, creating. He's a good visionary on, on the universe. That's for sure. That's yeah, where he, he he definitely knew how to make it synergetic and, and work together. Yeah, yeah. So he was in again. He was in uh, four animated TV uh, Clone Wars animated TV shows and mentioned in the Star Wars Rebels, which I'm actually um, I've been watching. So. Uh, I think that's cool. I think that's cool that they're they're not afraid to bring in animated Star Wars animated characters into this new universe as well. Mm-hmm. So really excited to see that. Now we're gonna talk about one of your favorite series, Alien, <laughs> Aliens. I don't know somewhere in there uh, with Alien Covenant, the the sequel to Alien Prometheus. Doing that for you. Yeah, thank um, you. 
Uh, Numi Rapachi, I believe is how you pronounce it. I think it's name. I think it's Naomi Rapace. Maybe. It's not Naomi. This Numi. It's ne- definitely then. Uh, then the last name is Rapace. I want to say. Okay, that's fine. I think However if you, you put if, if you put our two pronunciations in the blender, I think you'll get it right. <laughs> yes, I, I definitely. <laughs> you're gonna find something. Uh, so. Uh, I don't know. So either way, she has been confirmed to be an alien covered in again. I've, I've, I've gotten all confuzzled on this, so I, I don't know. I don't know how, what was going on. So um, so she's back in Alien Covenant. I don't know for what part. I mean, the filming's been going on for a while, so at least she's not completely out. This will segue better into uh, from Prometheus, I believe, with her being in there, at least a little bit even. So. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, we know Michael Fassbender's David is in there, and he'll be a big part of it. But, I mean, she really wasn't a huge part of it, I guess. So, I don't know. I'm excited to see what goes on. Well, we'll see how it shakes out because, as of right now, I have no idea. (laughs) Yeah, we uh, – neither of us have any idea, to be honest. And that's okay with me. So, that brings us to a couple bits of other smaller news. Avatar, that's a thing that's happening. The movies, not not the last Airbender, Mike. (laughs) James Cameron's Avatar uh, casting okay. for the second and third movie have started. They're actually, I guess, gonna film both back to back. Yeah, and casting has started. I've seen this on several casting websites, not not news websites, but like from my, my working in film casting websites have announced it. So uh, they're not very shy about casting for it either. Apparently, so yeah. Uh, well, th- that's the only way they're gonna crank out all these Avatar movies is do them all at once. So. All right, James Cameron, uh, obviously sounds like you are not stopping whatsoever. You are not going to use that those brake pads on that James Cameron uh, cart. So t- I guess just bring me all the Avatar you can, and I'll let you know if I liked it. Yeah, don't bring us all of it. Just bring <laughs> us a little bit of it, and we'll sample it first before we buy. Okay, let us sample it before okay. you give us the full course. Because I don't want an Avatar buffet bike, okay? <laughs> I really don't want that. That's when, that's when things get messy. So, Oh, well. In, in a bit of surprise casting news, Power Rangers, the movie, has cast Brian Cranston as Zordon. That's All right. right. So I heard a little bit of this news before I left. I guess I don't really remember when or where or how, but I guess Brian Cranston had some sort of connection to the to this TV series in some way. I don't know if he played like a – I think he played like a villain or something. Or yeah, he was like a, I, I a think voice he was of a villain. voice of a villain. Yeah. Um, uh, beforehand, because if I look real quick here, just doing a quick search on the Power Rangers wiki, um, <laughs> he provided the voice of Snizzard and Twin Man <laughs> in the first season of Power Rangers. Yeah, I mean the first season. That's that's OG. So I think it's cool that he's coming back. I think it's Brian Cranston. I don't really know what to think about what he's done since Breaking Bad. He was basically on top of Hollywood. He was did the best performance of his lifetime as Walter White. I'm not going to say he shouldn't have done some of the movies he's done. None of them have been shit, that's for sure. But, he, you know, I feel like he hasn't knocked it out of the park yet. But maybe it's hard to top Walter White in any way. Uh, so maybe he's just like, fuck it. Yeah, I'll do a Power Rangers movie. I don't care. This will be fun. Yeah, so I guess Brian Cranston, he just has the key to happiness. He's just doing whatever he wants to do. He's just like, hey, I've been Walter White. I'm probably never going to do anything better than Walter Wright just because that's such a high bar. I'm just going to go ahead and be in Power Rangers. I'll go ahead and I'll be in Ghostbusters uh, 4 that comes out in three years. You know, he doesn't care. He's Brian Cranston, so... I think I mean I think it's a little bit of a, a, a low shot at him. Like he hasn't done TV shows, but like I mean, uh, he um, recently he was in Trumbo, uh, which is a 2015 film where he was nominated for 
a best actor award. So, I mean, I think he does things. I just don't think he's in front of us. Like yeah. as, as we once saw him. Yeah, I just think maybe we've all fell in love with him for that role, and then maybe he just can never top it. But Power Rangers, that's a bizarre casting announcement. I was not expecting Power Rangers. Maybe this movie is going to be a sleeper. Maybe like we've, we've, <laughs> oh, we have been, we have been hating on Power – not hating on it. We've been – timid about power rangers you know this kind of cheesy childhood tv show that you know we loved for a couple years until we were old enough to realize every episode is exactly the same maybe this is really going to knock it out of the park and we just have no idea yet oh i i I don't think so one (laughs) bit but uh you know whatever helps you sleep at night however i did see him in a trailer today i watched independence day resurgence Mm -hmm. and he's in a trailer for a show a movie called the infiltrator where it's like Uh, the 70s drug bus and yeah i've I've seen that a couple times so it's the first time i saw it but he was in my face very much today so i'm like well (laughs) i guess he's back on top of the world and a better way to do it is celebrate it as being zordon at least he's not alpha five (laughs) <laughs> All right, let's let's just look at it that way because that would just be too goofy. It'd be back. That'd be back to his Malcolm in the Middle days. Yeah. <laughs> oh well. All right, let's change it up a little bit of gears here. Let's talk about Ghostbusters. All right, what's going on with Ghostbusters? Okay, a new animated series for Ghostbusters is coming. It's going to be set in 2050, the year yeah. 2050. So like a so, future Ghostbusters. So cartoon show, basically. Yes, pretty much. Uh, okay. It's not a movie. It's an animated series, and it'll be set in 2050. Um, I don't know much else about it, uh, but except it's set in you know the future. I mean that that makes. I mean that's cool. That's fine. I mean usually, uh, you know, if you're bringing back a, a franchise that had a lot of help with the cartoon show, might as well make a new cartoon show. Uh, yeah, or, it's, sure. It's, it's from Sony Animation and it's called uh, Ghostbusters Ecto. Yeah, of course it would be Sony. They're making that weird ass Spider-Man movie animated well, one. They would they would bring a 2050 Ghostbusters TV show. I think they own Ghostbusters. I think Columbia is one of that. But either way, uh, it's called Ghostbusters Ecto Force, um, <laughs> right. and it's gonna arrive in 2018. So uh, at least for the next two years, Mike, we will be getting <laughs> Ecto Cooler uh, to our hearts' content. Bring it on. <laughs> have you have you managed to get yours yet? I, I am going to check this week to see what the stocks are. I've been checking that website every couple days. Nothing in stock yet. If worse comes to worse, I'm going to have you take a couple of your cans, throw it in a box, and mail it out to me. Okay. Well, we'll work on that when you get here for the wedding, too, and figure out what we can do with that. So mm-hmm. um, I have not broken into mine yet as much as it pains thank me you. to see thank three you. cases. Thank you. <laughs> um, however, I mean, it was very hard not to this week with the new theme song for Ghostbusters coming out with Fallout Boy. And uh, I forget the other person's name. Ooh. Uh, now, if you're not intimately familiar with Chris Dillard, he loves him some Fallout Boy. I do love me some Fallout Boy. Uh, I think it was Missy Elliott who was the other person because she was in the Super Bowl recently. Mm-hmm. Yes, mm-hmm. Fallout Boy, Missy Elliott. So I don't, I don't hate it. I don't love it. I don't care. Ghostbusters doesn't affect me. I'm not butthurt over a new one. <laughs> I'm not butthurt over a new theme song. Like. This is, like, allow me to show you the field where I grow all my fucks for Ghostbusters. <laughs> like, it, lay, it is laid barren. And, like, so many people, like, in, when I go to the comic book store, so many people, I'm like, I'm not watching Ghostbusters. Not, I'm like, you're judging a movie before you see it. Like, mm-hmm. give it give it one watch before you say anything. Like, it's not going to change your life either way. But I, I don't know. I just, I don't know. If I was gonna drink, if I was gonna drink Ecto Cooler, Mike, it would have been the first time I listened to that song. But I didn't. I didn't. I didn't do it, and I won't do it. And we'll wait till our spoiler cast. All right. 
Which brings us to our next odd bit of news. Independence Day Resurgence, which I just watched today. Um, and we're going to have a spoiler cast for summer movies, we think, somewhere in down the road. Yeah, I think that's what we're going to do. So there's a couple movies this summer that kind of uh, fit the vibe of things that we like to watch. Maybe not necessarily the superhero vibe, but you know we don't care. We're going to talk about what we like talking about. So I think we're going to lump in Independence Day with maybe Star Trek and Jason Bourne, and we're kind of going to we're kind of going to do a um, like a summer movie spoiler cast roundup, so we can kind of get you our opinions on these kind of movies that we may have missed because literally like this movie was missed. I forgot it was coming out. I was going to be out of town, so we've already missed the timeliness of the spoiler cast. So we might as well wait and do like this nice little omnibus of some of some movies that we missed out on but i think that'll be cool we'll get to talk about three things in a row um yeah so but yeah Uh, unless unless there is immense fan cry out demanding a spoiler cast for independence day resurgence yeah like a standalone one do you really want 60 minutes of independence day resurgence maybe maybe you really do but you're definitely going to hear something from it soon i still got to go see the movie uh but yeah we'll give you something nice uh to go on there Yes, and I did watch the original this week. I watched the extended version on accident. Uh, don't do, don't do that. <laughs> okay, if you're gonna watch the Independence Day, don't watch the extended version. Uh, it was one of my two and a half hour movies, and I'm like, oh my gosh, it's 30 <laughs> minutes in, and the aliens haven't even come to Earth yet. Like, oh man, what's happening here? Uh, so, <laughs> yeah, don't do that, guys. Don't don't be don't be Chris. And uh, lastly, bit of news here. I guess this isn't micro related, but I, I attended the Derby City Comic Con this weekend. Yeah, going going strong with the cons this year. I love it. Yes, it was really cool. A uh, really small affair, pretty much. It's in a big open like room, and I got to see some cool people. I, I bought some artwork from uh, some people who work at the desk or not work, but like are part of the destination, uh, the comic book store I go to, like their, mm-hmm. their network. So I got to buy some artwork from them. Uh, really fun. I met uh, this guy. I went to my first Comic Con in 2011, C2E2, and I met this guy who did 8-bit art. And his name was Victor Dandridge, and he was at the show. I didn't know he was going to be there. He's like one of my oldest con friends. Uh, he was there. I got to see him. Got to buy some of his books. He does a series called The Samaritan. It's available on uh, Amazon and I think Comixology. So awesome, awesome. It's really good stuff. I was able, he. I bought the whole series there. I actually didn't have it. I had a bunch of 8-bit artwork, but not a series. Mm-hmm. So I bought some of that. Really great to see him there. And then I got um, a Deadpool pop vinyl on accident. So <laughs> On accident, yeah, sure. It, well, it was a <laughs> raffle thing. The money the just wheel. fell out of my hands onto the table, <laughs> and they just gave me a pop vinyl. <laughs> it, I, I spent $2 on two spins on a raffle thing and got uh, two small prizes. So I was able to upgrade that into a big prize, and that was Deadpool. <laughs> so. And, and T-shirt uh, celebrating um, the web series I worked on at the comic book store called Bagged and Board. Uh, they were selling t-shirts there and I bought one and it, there's an episode based on pogs and I can't <laughs> stress you enough how awesome it is to see pogs get a resurgence. It's kind of like a fight club meets pog. Yeah. Like pog club. So it was pretty awesome. cool. So I got that shirt and, uh, overall it was a, it was a pretty good con. I liked it. I didn't get to any panels. Um, I got to see some cosplayers. It was just, it's really small. I didn't have anything I was looking for in particular. So uh, me and my fiance just kind of breezed through it and, mm-hmm. and got out of there before the crowd got big and it got hot and sweaty. So. Well, well, awesome. I mean, you brought up t-shirts there for a second. Did you get, I don't know, maybe any other kind of cool t-shirt throughout the week? I mean. Funny story. The whole time <laughs> I was there, I was wearing a t-shirt that had superhero slate on it. Oh, yes. 
Okay, so if you follow us on Facebook and or Twitter or either of us or our, our the Superhero Slate account, um, we have a super fan, Jim Mentier. You guys might have heard of him. We've talked about him <laughs> once or twice. Um, him and his friends uh, own a, a t-shirt printing company called, I think it's Gearbox Inc. Yeah, I believe uh, they're just getting it off the ground. So yeah, yes. I think they're getting everything ready to, they, to they, ramp up and roar. They got a brand new, I think it's a screen printer, and yeah. Superhero Slate was lucky enough to be the first design off that that printer. And yes. Jim Ve- was super kind to send us sample shirts. Yeah, very, very, very gracious of him. I have my shirt uh, hanging up. I, I sent it through their wash, so it's it's ready to go. It's ready to wear. I'm I'm, I'm planning on uh, strapping it up, strapping it on my body here soon. Is very, very nice of Jim to do that. So mm. I I I bless and hope he has a, a very successful career doing that. Once he gets everything off the ground, when it you know, once he gets orders ripping and roaring, we we'll give him uh, the, the uh, a good, honest, uh, solid plug on the show. But I guess yes. for now, you can just follow him on Twitter at hf605. That is hf605. So it's a zero, not a no. Oh, zero. Sorry. Let me let me redo that. Jim Mentier, hf605. 05 HF605. I can't say it. The HS stands for Harrison Ford, if you Her- didn't catch that, because oh. he's a huge Harrison Ford fan. Gotcha. So Jim Mintier at HF605. <laughs> if you want to reach okay. out to him for some shirts, that is the I, best plug I can give right now until we got a domain name. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Once they, they get up and running, you can order shirts from them. I actually ordered some more, uh, to be honest with you. Uh, I got mine earlier than Mike, I think. I think I got mine a couple days earlier. And I, I wore it around the house, and I really liked it. And I got some, I got Strutting around I, the house, pretty much. And only that shirt. Uh, so as, I don't know if that's going to help sell them or not help sell them. Either oh, way, it's gotta. Oh, good, good. So <laughs> I, I ordered a couple more. So I'm impressed with them. So get at Jim if you want to order some while I still, while I guess the they're hot off the press. I don't know if that comes off hot. Maybe they're they're just. Cold. I think I think I don't know how a whole room lot temperature shirts, off the but press. But I think I think when you screen print a shirt, maybe Jim can let us know. I think you have to send it through like a type of like hair dryer oven contraption. So I think literally they may come hot off a press. Okay. Well, if they do, even better. If not, room temperature off the press is still okay <laughs> by me. So um, that's it for the news this week. Um, man, it has been a week. It has been a show. We got an hour out of it. I didn't think we were for a second. But uh, I really like I like the news this week, and I'm really excited. So um, if, if people want to find you, Mike, and, and, and follow you and learn about your artwork, your comics, your musings, your insight, uh, your, your favorite you know, flavor of Gatorade. Where can they do that? <laughs> well, they can follow me at Mike Royer Design on Twitter and Instagram, and you can read my web comics at pickledcomics.com. And I will try it one more time because I still feel bad. It's at HF605 for Jim. I think I'm so used to saying O's because my 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 home phone number growing up uh, had a zero in it, and for some reason I always said O, so that's just how it goes. Uh, Chris. You're you're only a single man for two more weeks. That's if right. so, if some ladies out there want like one more shot to confess their oh, love, Lord. where where can they get at you? Well, hopefully uh, those ladies are not listening to this show. Uh, <laughs> uh, but I mean, whatever. Uh, so you can follow me on Twitter at Valdan V A L D A N or uh, some of my musings at Comic UI. Uh, it's a little slow right now, but we're working on a Comic UI mobile app. Nice. And neither of us 
have any mobile app experience. So it has really <laughs> consumed all our resources into doing that. And I'm really excited. Uh, but also, if you guys want to see me, I'm probably going to post some slow motion videos of fireworks next yeah. weekend. Yeah. Because <laughs> you got a slow motion camera on your iPhone. You better be doing it with fireworks because it's going to look <laughs> so cool. I love it. Uh, and and just look some of the cool ones. Like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take pictures of them and have fun with it. So follow us on that so awesome and as always mike at the end of every show you tell them where they can find us where can they find us at well bring it on let's do it as always please visit superheroslate.com that is the best place you can find all the outlets and links for the show uh we're on itunes youtube google play music soundcloud stitcher tumblr you can subscribe to us and get us right in your email inbox and you can like us on facebook and follow us on twitter if you're a fan of the show please consider heading on over to itunes and leaving us a review that helps us pop up in some fresh eyeballs over there on the iTunes store, which desperately needs to be redone. I hate I hate the way that shit looks. <laughs> and <laughs> I if you feel, <laughs> and if you're a super fan of the show, like Jim Mintier at HF605, uh, uh, you can share the show with a friend. Just just uh, share the gospel of superhero slate, and we'll be here every week, rain or shine, uh, 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 wedding across the country with the in-laws right. or not. We'll be here. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, next week is a holiday, three-day holiday weekend, and we really haven't discussed our plan for that. But I feel same Sunday recording almost. Um, yeah. I think that Monday is going to be full of grilling out, drinking, and uh, lighting things on fire. Ooh, yeah, let's do it, brother. All right, cool. Well, we'll catch you guys next week then. See All right, ya. bye, everybody. Bye. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to subscribe. Nobody else is going to really care. They're just going to listen to me talk. You're going to give me reactions, and I need those reactions. Yeah, let's do it.